0: This is Occam's Laser and you're listening to The Paradise Arcade.
1: The Paradise Arcade contains graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to The Paradise Arcade with Kyle and Derek, promoting synthwave, music, and culture. All right. Welcome to another episode of The Paradise Arcade. This episode, we have Jake, a.k.a. Badenrad. Wow.
2: Cheers, mates! Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, mate. So Thank you for coming down uh, under.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I know myself, I've been looking forward, trying to get you on the show for a while. Um, I'm glad to be. We here. got you
2: here. We got it's a you. good thing. I'm real psyched about it. I it's... didn't really know about the show until recently. Well, and then I started listening to it. And I was like, "Well, this is such a fucking cool show. I really can't wait to be on it."
0: <laughs> Again, another person who's listened to it and then <laughs> agreed to come yeah. on. It's perfect. Uh, so, uh, for those that are listening,
1: please follow us on social media on Twitter: paradise underscore arcade. On Instagram, The Paradise Arcade, on Facebook, if you use that. Uh, please like, retweet, all that stuff. Also, all things the Paradise Arcade. Check out the ParadiseArcade.com. We've got links to all the stuff, links to our merch shop. We've got some sweet designs there. So please check that out. Also, our Patreon. Don't forget support independent support podcasts. Your podcasts. Indeed. So all that stuff goes to support what we're doing here, and bringing on guests and stuff like that, and all the sweet merchandise,
0: and the newly renamed Paradise Arcade Vinyl Instagram account, <laughs> indeed, oh, making yeah. it easy, making it easier to follow.
2: I feel like I might. Have sc- well, is there a Paradise Arcade? Uh, that's not you guys on there.
1: There is just Paradise Arcade Repair Shop.
2: Okay. I yeah. feel I like just was just hoping I tagged the right uh, account when I said I was
0: coming
2: out here. <laughs> you did. I mean, you if me. not, you'd still
0: be supporting a local business <laughs> okay. because there's a um, a Paradise Arcade thing which sells arcade replacement Ooh, parts. That's, yeah, that's that's. And they were originally in Hawaii and they're now here. So yeah. Well, the karma on my part's the
2: same, so I did it right. Um, You're
0: good because I caught it. You okay. you take the right one.
2: Okay,
1: good. Because uh, it's it the distinguisher is the. Good. Paradise Arcade, right. and not Paradise and I was, Arcade.
2: I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a the on there. You got it. Okay, great.
1: So uh recently you played the Can Can Wonderland show and ripped it up.
2: I had a blast.
1: You did great. Uh Thank definitely you. a very much a different tone, different flavor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> than the rest of the crew,
0: but it was a really it refreshing like kinda of popped out there. It um, felt like I had to get on the floor. And yeah. I did sure, get that's on the what floor. I,
2: want. I, I um Boogie down. I've played a lot of shows where I don't necessarily, like, fit in um, th- thematically, maybe. Or maybe thematically, it's like, oh, this guy's, like, throwback. But then suddenly, it's like, you gotta, like, fucking dance, and not all the artists are like that. I played at a festival a couple years back, and it was all bluegrass. But it, like, Whoa. What the fuck? At, like, 2 a.m., I do I'm sorry, it's probably like, 1 a.m., I go up and, like, the whole, I mean, festival's galaxy-themed. So it was like, okay, well, they'll like this. And people flipped out. They loved it. And it was really funny because it was just so different. But people were like, I'm here to dance. I love it. And it was like, okay.
0: it's the perfect situation because yeah. I yeah. could see it being also the total opposite to yeah. it. Just, like, and clearing out. And- I've
2: only had one scenario where I've ever cleared out a dance floor which is ridiculous that i'd even clear a dance floor like i make the dance music so i feel like yes <laughs> these people would want to be there dancing but um it was for a benefit show and yeah <laughs> cancer benefit yeah it was, <laughs> i mean i don't think it was cancer but it was something and they had these cover bands play and i was like the headliner and as soon as i go on it's like everyone over the age of 25 which was literally everyone at the time it was all donors that are like you know baby boomers and and up and they just were like what and then they just left and it was like an empty floor i asked my parents to be there they were there they're like our son is a disappointment no just (laughs) kidding they they were actually really pleased with the show but i'm like it doesn't usually end like this mom (laughs) usually my life people are are really excited um but that was around the same time I was, um, on the like best new bands of First Avenue like thing. So that was cool. It was like back in 2011 or something. Because you've been well, doing I mean, this a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. The band rad thing has been going for a while, solid. But you know I take hiatuses and stuff, get my life together.
1: So what, what got you into this, or what is the, you know, how did band
2: rad start? I would say. The passion started as a little itty bitty kid getting my like Casios. Uh, like I, my mom, I even just had that that like tiny Casio that uh, had a uh, calculator. Yeah. And like buttons and. and Speaking had that... it
1: of, I need to get you one. Oh please, Max.
2: I will take. Every, you. I collect the Casios.
1: Yeah, I. McDougal's selling.
2: Oh really?
0: Actually, he's giving away. He the might dudes. still have the dudes. <laughs> anyway, oh, wait. I'm going to stop both of you right now. <laughs> There's a Casio keyboard that has a, a built-in calculator, calculator in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's about
2: this big it it's was a, the the
1: nine touch keypad for numbers and shit in it, right?
2: Well, this one um this one it didn't look like a calculator. It looked like mm-hmm. a little white Thingy, and it had numbers dedicated to keys, but the keys were also these buttons that went all the way along. So it was like not only was it assigned the like C D E you know uh, musical notes, it was also like actual Amazing. numbers, and you could switch it to calculator mode and use that.
0: Well, see if that's I'm losing my SK shit one. right now. That thing's amazing. It, okay,
2: that one looks way better than the one I was thinking of. That's the SK1, right? Yeah, the SK1. I'm yeah. thinking of like the. It's even smaller. It's like the. Casio that's even cooler tone, if it's smaller. CalQ Casio, you know? Yeah. It was ridiculous, but it had that same um demo song that all of them had and it goes and i was like obsessed with that i played over and over and my mom uh said at one point she was like worried about me
0: because all i wanted to listen to i will smash this thing yeah i never want to hear like why don't
2: you like real music you know but i always like the electronic sounds and I got this Muppet Baby's Casio from Radio Shack when I was like five and, and just it just kept going from there. And then by eighth grade I had a friend give me a copy, like a ripped copy of uh, Propeller Heads uh it's not it wasn't Reason at the time, it was Rebirth. Yes. Rebirth which was two yeah. like nine oh nines and uh two eight or uh, two um what's the base synthesizer? How can I not remember this? 303s. Yeah, uh, And it was so much fun. And from there, I like started getting actual hardware and getting into like raves and going to raves. And I was just obsessed with electronic music. Uh, and then by 2003, I'd already released a couple like one was on tape, uh, yes. a little album, because <laughs> that's the only way I could record it. And then I started recording, I got busted for smoking weed, and so I was grounded (laughs) for a couple weeks, and my uh, dad was really supportive, and he, and I was like, I I just need to record music onto, like, CD, and so he took me to Best Buy, and we found this thing that would record straight to CD, like, from audio input straight to CD. I didn't even know, like, they made those, but apparently they did. We bought one, and I just kept recording live performances onto that, um... And then would burn CDs. And one is it
1: one disc per performance, or could you burn multiple Um, discs from the? You could
2: you could do tracks. You could record over and over and over. And that's what I would do is until I got a good recording of the performance of the song, which would just be like sequences and muting and unmuting and all that. Um, Once I finally got a good take, I would um, take that and then record it on a CD and then. eventually have enough tracks to record them all onto a CD. Crazy. And then, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I would just be passing those out in, in high school. Um, and then after that, I kind of took a... I mean, that was when I was called Basic Jake.
0: <laughs> B-A-S-S-I-K. Jake. I love it. Yeah,
2: it was um, very, like, raverish at the time. And I think um, by the mid-2000s, I went to um McNally Smith which at the time was um they just moved to St. Paul uh they lost a bunch of staff it was a whole horrible time to go to McNally Smith aka Music Tech they were making that transition and then um that made me like hate music in general because <laughs> that <laughs> school sucked at the time but I was learning video editing I was learning all this stuff and then um <laughs> by the time uh Wait, which one should I drink?
1: Sorry. For those that are listening, we are. This is important. We're doing a a video, or we're doing a a bottle finishing time here, party.
2: There's a lot of options here. It's very Uh, exciting.
1: You have the Abalora 18, that is a uh, a scotch, highland Highland single malt. In uh, Oloroso um, wine casks. It's finished, excuse me. Uh, That retails for about 150 bucks. Okay. I really Take appreciate
2: it. this, guys. We're killing it's, shit. So We're killing it
1: because I, you know, it's that time of year. I need to finish off all the little drizzles and single drinks of stuff. So
2: whiskey is like the new thing, isn't it? I mean, it's unfortunately scary. so. Right, yeah, it's, gonna it's gonna the be, worst. You know what can you do?
1: So uh, this, it's got hints of sherry. It's a uh, fruity. It's very fruity. Very different from what you had previous. Yep.
2: I can't tell which one I prefer. Because this one's nice. I like the fruitiness. Yeah, It's got a little more burn to it. Which I don't know what that is. What is a burn? Alcohol. Uh, <clears throat> well, okay. That's actually a lower what proof. I call it to sound good? When, I wanna, when that, I'm trying to sound cool. Have a little boost of zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so I, I like this one. I felt like the other one was a little like smoother. It kind of went down. I'll yeah i like the but, smooth good. this one has more actual just flavor a little more know? boost a <laughs> if there ever was a burst burst boost a zoo or burst of a boost a zoo, <laughs> this is it it boosted a in my mouth uh, <laughs> the minute i it touched my tongue that's how you know it's good yeah that's um where were we 2005 yeah uh i so the real transition, I feel like, though, is I got out of school, lived with my friends for a while, and was working on music in a basement in Uptown. I ended up moving back in with my parents, working on the same album. And I just started, like, making this crazy rave music. And I feel like it was really interesting for, the like, 2008, whenever I released it. And I just was just playing all these raves around town. Um, eventually, like, 2010... Uh, that was when I started getting first Avenue, like Seventh street shows. Cause I had a buddy who books there. He still books there. Eli. Cause um, you give me that name. Yes. He's amazing too. And he's like, that guy has his finger on the pulse of music. He always knows what's really, really fucking good. That's we've, yeah. yeah he's a zeitgeist. big, uh, not, I was lucky. We went to high school together and I just, this just one of those lucky things where like he actually liked my music and I was I'm all very grateful for just knowing the guy, and he just who could not like your music? Man. Well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> there's a guy uh, who works for the Star Tribune, his name's Chris Remanschneider uh big reviewer right he doesn't he he was supposed to review my music on the um uh, two thousand eleven yeah uh best new band showcase. I play people are chanting before I even go on. Because I have friends who are like, go out there and like, <laughs> yes. well, that's the... blah, blah, blah. and so everybody's that's like key. chanting. I'm like, this is great. This is great. You know, this is making a great impression. Dave Campbell from uh, The Current was there and it being the MC, And so he was like, this is so ridiculous. And I played my song, Bad Girl, and that went over just so well. And mm. you'd think like uh, Chris Schneider from the Star Tribune <laughs> would write about it in his article where he's telling uh, – He's review he reviews every artist and he doesn't uh say anything he says um you know i looked at a few videos online before coming out and uh realized that bad not not my thing so i went and had a diamond dog a guy's gotta eat and then just like completely ignored my set oh,
1: Fuck. it doesn't
2: say anything you know he's he usually um gives like a here's what i think you could do better you're a new band like gives his sage advice and that would be great if he was like bad red sucks for these reasons or like i don't like it and it sounds like this so people would know what i sound like but he just like completely glossed over it acted like i don't don't exist and so i was pissed off but yeah, that sucks. whatever you know um so some people don't like it but i do think he just saw the Wear babe video this is my theory he just saw Wear babe and he's like i don't like guys who like just shred like what is that's a stupid shreddy electronic music he was complaining that there were drum machines there was no live drummers that year or something or weren't enough live ju- drummers oh my
0: god no yeah, one should ever complain about a drum machine like,
2: remember when people are like hey, just push a button and that's electronic music it's stupid there's no soul he's but, one of those guys he's like he probably listens to, like, Bob Seger. And he's like, <laughs> <"Pero>, Cram, <Rapero." laughs> You know, he's like, he's he's too good for the disco. And we're not. We we know how to dance. We like yeah. we like the good stuff.
1: It's interesting. So do you think... So Bad Girl came out 2011?
2: Probably, I think so.
1: Shit. So you're kind of ahead of the curb as far as some of this, like, retro funk.
2: Oh, taking, yeah. I, taking... I mean, I, I would say it was uh, alongside the what i at the time thought was pretty it was niche you know yeah. there's like chromio was doing fun it's yeah. ex- more experimental at the time which i liked yeah their music was really kind of big chromio like, fan oh, right man, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah did you like catch so them excited. at first avenue uh recently yeah yeah, God. yeah I, I did you go to, to both
1: days
0: no, no, what date? I, could, I couldn't
2: afford it. I wanted. Which to. day did you go to? The second one, I think. It, damn,
0: Thursday know... was better. Thursday well, was better it was than because, Friday.
2: Because uh, Static Panic was playing too, and I love that band. Static Panic is so good, such good Minneapolis funk. If you haven't checked those guys out, check them out. Okay, They're, that's a good band. Um, but. What were we talking about? We were saying. Um, you were ahead of the curve. I feel yeah. like. I, yeah, I feel like it was, I was like. You're in a good I spot. Would... But I'm in Minneapolis. Like, you know, that's that's rough because it was, especially at the time, it's all indie, you know, rock. And if it's electronic, it's like indie electronic that's like, you know. Uh, Portis Headlight or yes, some, and, and all <laughs> some, those... Some, um, something that'll play on a CW what's, show. What's that like? It's like um, I can't remember. They they talk about the kids are all right or whatever. God, I don't know. A special I, K? No, I can't remember. What the who, fuck? I, you know, and who, I should. Um, it was just like the most popular like dance music at the time. Oh, uh, I, I fucking know. Was it was like indie rock mixed with electronic and. it just was not my thing I hated it at the time and I was like I want to do something funky and I had these wacky tracks that I thought like were really appealing people always loved my shows Um, but you know it was hard to get be a part of any scene which is why I feel like now with the whole synthwave thing and then also just people being like I love retro inspired dance music um I mean, in every genre, there's yeah. like kind of a, a people like to throw it back, and I feel like now there's a little bit more of a scene in the mm-hmm. in the city um, that's more responsive. Um, whereas at the time, it was hard to to get like noticed.
1: I think, like, especially since Prince has passed, yeah, that there's was, a there's a throwback to like a
2: pride too, like, the
1: pride of like that yeah. kind of like Minneapolis sound, Minneapolis. We were a funk.
2: funky fucking city. Like, yeah, like, was we... Le yeah, was it Chic?
1: Yeah, is another was another one of up... yeah the guitar player. Yeah,
2: um, who? What's his name? It's um, Roger. He's Niles. in everything now. <clears throat> the The guy. Well, so there's you know. Uh, morris day um my parents actually used to rent video equipment to paisley park and prince i remember they were like oh yeah we've we've gotten checks from him and i'm like so you have his autograph you have prince's autograph (laughs) you've actually met prince and they're like no 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 when you go to paisley park they tell you you can't look at prince you can't even look at him (laughs) i found that very interesting but my parents used to do um uh film equipment rental for like commercials and stuff in the in the cities a lot of lighting equipment and stuff sweet it was called film core uh and then it merged with this company lighthouse and then it like eventually became CinEquip, which a lot of people would know if they do anything with video in the cities um because they they rent out all the like equipment
0: for for anyone listening who isn't in minnesota <laughs> yeah. when do you, oh, talk okay. cities, you talk the about the cities you talk about minneapolis and paul. st paul yes like Hard, i'm
2: i hardly talk about st paul so i feel bad. i feel like you know what I'm like people my... that are listening like
1: just get a grip because this is this is the real shit we're talking about right now yeah no this heritage is, um, this is local
2: good stuff history yeah well i mean that yeah so that's part of the history i feel like um we actually used to throw parties once my parents were selling the warehouse they used to like run the company out of we uh threw a bunch of parties in the warehouse and had some french band come through and i can't remember what they were called but they got pissed off because we said we were having an after party for their show and they're like you used our name and they got like really (laughs) pissed uh, and we were like, well, I mean, you're literally, we let them shoot a mus- music video in the warehouse the next day, and it was like, well, you guys, come on, and this is like a handoff here. Like, yeah, it's it's hey, a mutual handy here. Come on now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was good times up until probably 2013, 14. And then like uh, I would say I took a little hiatus for a while trying to get my, like, health and mental health like in check and then i released uh in 2016 um really late in 2016 uh the deep end ep yeah which is fun and it has like thirsty on it and i'm really proud of that jam that jam is fucking hot <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's, so that's fucking fun hot. Fun. what i want to
1: ask you about is how did that music video come together because it's um, it's a little slice of <laughs> thank you of, of, of I um, everything that's... yeah
2: i i was uh really obsessed with tumblr for a while and just would save gifs and like little snippets of stuff so over time i was like organizing them and i was like started to kind of use them for videos um, cause I did like deep end, which is a little more random video wise. It, mm-hmm. it seems a little less specific, but it, it works. But for thirsty, I was just like, I don't know. It just started coming together all the advertisement and the ridiculousness and just kind of, uh, it was all me like using. So you the, did that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only using the, the editing. I learned finally, uh, <laughs> from music tech, AKA McNally Smith. Uh, all those years ago. Um, and I, I I was pretty excited about it, but it took forever, I will say. The end um, process,
0: or the end Pro- result, result. <laughs> was
2: just... Thank you. Okay, and the good. crazy I, thing I, is,
1: like, I... the video works so well with the music, because, yeah. like, what you do is, like, there are certain visual, like, key elements that pop up with the lyrical yep. thing. Yep. Like, it's so perfect. People that haven't seen it, Bad and Rad, Thirsty, Checking YouTube
2: youtube it'll pop right up
1: yeah and it's a it's a it's basically like old 80s commercials yeah. and like stuff like it's that all
2: and, archival footage from uh, a lot of ads and just kind of clips from random ridiculous stuff well you know usually colorful there are newer graphics in it that i felt like when i saw the gif you know i was like that could easily be used in this, so I did take some of them that are more recent looking, right? But, but I feel like they match the aesthetic. so Yeah, it's a
1: fantastic video
2: Thank and you. a I great really it is. is. Like, yeah. I was like, I, I can't shoot a video, I can't um, pay for a video, but I sure can uh, <laughs> edit a video together if, if I have the clips. What I would do was take um, the. The GIFs or GIFs. I call them GIFs. I man. call them gifts. I because don't... GIFs. Because you give somebody a gift, <laughs> I, There's, there's no going past that. You take the T off. Uh, so, so I would just take those and lo- I had to load them in or upload them to a site that would, um, uh, you know, turn them into AVIs or whatever it was I was using. Uh, so it would take forever to Jesus. get each one, but I had nothing better to do at the time. Uh, <laughs> so it took a while, but I feel like, you know, it was worth it. And um, it was cheaper than anything else. Well, Zero what it dollars. sounds like is like, you've really had a DIY yeah, hard. Like, like almost like, unintentionally, but, yeah. but it's just the way it's worked. And with like some of my friends doing, helping with, uh, things in the past, it, it's always been like, how can we do this for free, right? And you know, so it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and I think
1: like the the end result via the music or the music videos, it's I, I feel like that video stands on its own as a as a as a work of art or what work of what, what, it, whatever yeah. it is, and like, um, and it's so fucking catchy. It's
2: really catchy. My <laughs> yeah. God. When I,
1: like, was... It cuts like a knife, as far as, like, when you hear that, you're just like, here it I is. I remember
2: when I pushed, like, play on the tune at the sh- last show, and, and I mean, like, it's not always this way, but I really saw, literally when I looked out, everybody's ears, like, perked up, because they were just like, uh-huh, funky music? It was like, <laughs> it's just that beat kicks in, and there's something about it, um... Honestly, when I was making that song, it was it was kind of Nine Inch Nails... Um, what is the track? Animal, like, okay. inspired? You know, it's like... Yeah. And that's kind of how the, like, the yeah. bass line, but it was like, if if you took uh, Nine Inch Nails and you just turned it into, like, candy and bubblegum.
0: <laughs> and, and that's,
2: like, what it it became, I guess. And I felt like... There's something about it that, like, is undeniably catchy. Yeah. The chorus... <laughs> here's a funny story. Uh, <laughs> Please. The the chorus came from, like, way back in high school. I wrote a song about a girl. I won't go into too many details, but it was, <laughs> like, this, like, thing that I did, like, to show her, like, hey, I've got a crush on you. And I was just like, this bass line is so catchy like it stuck with me for all those years and like i was like how how am i going to use this in a song and i was like once i heard the verse bass line i was like you know i could use that bass line i've been trying to use for you know 15 years in this song and it you know the one it is like for some reason that's really catchy and then you do that vocal over it yeah. and it, it gets stuck in your head. That's usually my goal, but some, you know, I get a little moodier with stuff too. Uh but recently I've been I've been on the kind of like uh a little bit more energetic tip. I'm also working on some metal stuff. I'm really excited. A totally different project. <laughs> but oh, it's separate- just me. It's just doing metal um that's under different... inspired yeah 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 i i can't decide yet but it's probably going to be white hearse is probably my band name <laughs> and uh and it's um it's actually really cool like i do the vocals and and the guitar and all that uh and that's kind of more it's still retro so i feel like a lot of people who are into synthwave are also kind of metal people a lot of times. It's, it's, yeah, yes. Yeah. there is there's a lot a through lines. A yeah. lot. I like there's going to be a good crossover. Maybe. The Venn we'll diagram,
0: see. like <laughs> yeah, the that's exactly the intersect, you know. is very very large for it's that bizarre kind of thing. How
2: like how all those different like kind of people and scenes kind of have found a way to like unite around synth based music, which. Has always been, in my opinion, and from what I've seen, has always been, uh, a, you know, and uh, something that people debate, like um, in the metal scene. Obviously, the use of synthesizers has been like either like a faux pas or like essential, depending on who you yeah, talk to. Yeah, it's like,
0: are, are you power metal or yeah, are you yeah, something like, else? And, and
2: it's like power metal sucks because it has synths, or like you know, should should this black metal have? You know, string synthesizers or is that gonna be lame? And and also like with funk music, you know, do you want it to be eighties electro funk or like seventies funk? There's a lot of um there's a lot of crossover and I feel like it's finally kind of all coming to a head with uh synth retro inspired synth music. It
1: sounds like basically what you've been doing your entire kind of Yes. progression <laughs> is now like people actually like
2: it <laughs> and it's
1: it's coming into like coming into full view and people are appreciating it and you fit into as you said kind of before like on the fringes and maybe because you're a little funkier right
2: yeah it's not as you know, but dreamy movie music that a lot of the, yeah like, but people
1: do. i think like you said like chromio is like i think a, yeah. a good like comparison for people that are trying to understand like what band rat is. is like Absolutely. Chromio is like a very good... That's, well,
2: I There's mean... the Chromio. I feel like I, I got a lot of Chromio in me and obviously I think everybody who <laughs> made music, electronic music in the 2000s <laughs> would be say uh Daft Punk is an inspiration. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then there's also like... I'm not saying um, that uh what's her name the big the midnight is not necessarily inspiration but i would say that their style there's some elements that they use that i would use that i and i love the i mean i went to their last show here but (laughs) so did we (laughs) we were there too it's it's so crazy how like how anthemic like and people sing along it's so cool um but I found them more recently uh, than in the past. Uh, but I would say that if you're a fan of that, that you probably enjoy bad and you music. You know?
1: And the difference being is like, you're Midnight Chromeo. You are inspired probably by the similar things. Yes, exactly. Whereas, as like, opposed to, you're not inspired by them. I want to make that clarification yeah, for exactly. th- those that are listening that like, your music comes from the same place, the same kind of thing, because Cromio is very inspired by the Minneapolis scene, mm-hmm. which you grew up like. You know, like yeah. that's just the way it is. Like you, you grow up here. That's just the way, what you are around. So, uh, it comes from your music comes from the same kind of inspiration and place that if you like the Midnight or you like Cromio, yeah. like you'll you'll get. I
2: think you'll enjoy. Yeah, it's like if you get those bands, because not everybody does. I think if you get them. You'll get me. And people, even who don't like that kind of stuff or haven't heard of that kind of stuff, hear my stuff and they're like, wow, where can I find more of this? And yeah. I'll be like, that's, you know, <laughs> I'll mention those bands. The yeah. internet. Yes, yeah. where you can <laughs> you find them. Type believe in the this internet. Thing called Google. <laughs> <laughs> 80s bands. Bands. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it
1: sounds like, you know, like what you're saying is like, as you've progressed in music, it's not like you've you've always just made stuff that you have kind of wanted to
2: do or what felt right it's almost to like you. What I want, what I wanted to hear. Yeah, uh, especially early like, on, I was like, I was just like, uh, nobody's making music like this, but they're almost, and they they could be doing better. So what I'm gonna do is make what I really wish I was listening to and could hear. And then you have to hear your own songs a million mm-hmm. times while you're making them, and then you get sick of it. But <laughs> and then you was... actually, then you
1: play them live. Yeah, and then, and then all of a sudden,
2: everybody's like, eh, "This this is fun." And I was like, "Okay, you know, like I I don't know something about, um, something about like thinking about it that way, where it's not just for you know the listener. It is like me thinking about like, uh, like." I used, in high school, I used to walk around listening to my tapes of my songs over and over because I was like, well, how could I do this better? Or like, I just, for some reason, am obsessed with making like the perfect song or whatever. And I just want, wanted it to be something original. So I, I always hope, you know, people listen to it and they're like, oh, wow, you know, this isn't just, somebody making a formula like formulaic type of music it's it's like this is somebody's w- unique sculpture you yeah i guess that's a weird way to describe it but <laughs> so it's like you know
0: listening to your own like first listening to your own stuff you got tired of it when well
2: eventually once you're working on it you get real tired of it uh, but um
0: but you got like revitalized or reinvigorated always, when you play yeah. it live then oh, you get a reaction to it
2: Yeah, because then you realize it's kind of like fresh ears. You're like, oh, yeah, that's how I was, like, trying to, like, make it sound. Or, like, that's the reaction I was having when I first come up with something. You get so excited. You get this buzz. You get this, like, hi. It's 3 a.m. You're working on this song till early in the morning. And you're just like, this is so good. And then you have to learn what sucks about your song. (laughs) 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 And then you it's like having a big block and and you start molding it down uh and shaving it down into this song and then by the end of it you you your vision is blurred but you know it's good and then you play it for pe or you show it to people and they're like oh my god i love this and you're like okay okay it doesn't suck as much as i was like you know, at this point, I was so sick of it. I thought it sucked, but
0: yeah, well, maybe I you're living, being too critical, right? At that of point. course,
2: and and honestly, I, I do feel like that's held me back um, in a way because I'd release more music if I didn't like think like, oh my god, this is sh- this shitty music. <laughs> I have so many songs. It's like uh, maybe I should just put this out when it's done and just go. But that's where I'm I'm working on that. Uh, uh, I'm also working on a project with a dude. Uh, TXM uh, my friend Tom and we're it's kind of like it'd be like an an evolution of Bad and Rad um, where it's poppy fun uh, retro inspired but also borrowing from like EDM you know newer music so Um, I almost feel like that's nice to have someone else involved another set of ears and then also someone who can like do some work uh, I'm so sick of doing everything by myself, you know? So well, it's incredible That's because, what's nice about being in a band.
1: Yeah, you've, you know, like, with the Band Ride Project, you've, you're have you doing music videos, you're doing all the yeah. writing, and, and the mastering, like, it sounds good, and and for those that are, you know, that are producers, like, you hear those kinds of things where if it's not mastered well or doesn't, Absolutely. like, you could appreciate those kinds of things, and so, you know, it sounds exhausting. It's uh, mostly what I'm hearing the, you. The,
2: the issue becomes when you're done with that, you don't want to sit and promote your music. And I'm not good. Which is like 90% of it. It is. It, and it is. And I'm like, should have realized that way long ago. I've tried having managers and I haven't had anyone who's really like put in the effort. You need somebody who's just like, yeah. oh my God, your music's so good i got going to, you know, spread this everywhere. I'm going to yeah. be on all the blogs. And, and I've had people try, but they just haven't... A lot of times they, they're just not familiar with, like, electronic music. Right. Which is a different thing. you got to be on different blogs. You can't just, you know... You know, it takes a lot more work, I feel like, than, than just being, like, a... a specific genre right people are like what, what kind of music is it like how does he play live all that kind of stuff gets confused and then yeah. it's like well anyways i guess what i'm saying is i <laughs> i suck at promoting um i'm good at performing and making music and i need a little more help this dude tom has been great though he's like he's been putting the music out there before it's done like to get uh input from uh, other producers and stuff and and i'm just like that helps so much because i never have the balls to like be like hey listen to this to some producer who's got thousands of followers and he'll he'll send i love how and like suddenly, the like, bar for you is thousands okay of- well i guess i mean like like this dude uh he sent it to um this guy pendrick lamar who writes pop music for all these people um and he'll every once in a while have a live stream and um, he'll listen to new producer music and uh, he sent one of our songs one that I had written independently and had a version of and then Tom took it and kind of like ultra-funked it Ooh. yeah and then like the Ooh. dude like was listening to it it's nothing like anything they usually have which is usually like heavy like hip-hop stuff Yeah, and this shit's like you know it's like really like ridiculously retro funk and this dude was like just loving it and i was like i would have never had the balls to send this guy this shit and he gave us like he sent back some uh helpful like mix critique and stuff which is great because when you're working on music you, i mean i don't have the ears of a master or a like, yeah, really good engineer somebody, i do as much yeah. as i can um and then you know Uh, If I have enough money, I'll get it mastered. (laughs) Right. Which isn't much money, but it's still, honestly, to get a good master is smart. Yeah. But I guess my point is like promotion is so key and I'm not a promoter that I'm really glad I'm working with somebody who finally has that kind of passion to just be like. Or is not, like, embarrassed of their, like, uh, half-finished music. Right. It's really important to get other ears. Yep. It's really important to um, send it to blogs and stuff. Like, <laughs> of course. I yeah. don't even know. I don't even... I, I'm not, like... I don't, like, follow that much music where I'm like, yeah. Oh, I know this blog, blog that, like, Pitchfork and all that shit.
1: Well, it's a whole <laughs> other kind of culture and a mindset. It is. And... And unfortunately, you know, like there are some people that rise can I so far. It? Yeah, you just take yeah, take that. That's good. So that's a weller special reserve. Now that is considered a shelf turd in many parts of the country, but it is shelf delicious. Turd. Yeah, it's delicious. I would say
0: at this point, not. Anymore. I bet this
2: is far not better than any of my shelf. That
1: turds. is a weeded whiskey. The original weed whiskey. That's what they. Can proclaim. I ask
2: what weeded? means?
1: It means that it is, uh the mash bill is over,
0: it's over 50% wheat. No. No? Go ahead. No. Clarify. So Please. normally mash bill for a bourbon would be... Are you be... saying mash with an M? Yes. Okay, like mash bill.
2: Ma- Mash bill? Or
0: mash bill? S- s- bill. Wow, I am just... So the grains that they use in it would be corn, rye, and barley. Mm-hmm. But in this... They replace the rye with wheat. So corn, wheat, barley is what it's made out of. said to give it a sweeter, smoother, little bit subdued taste.
2: That sounds good to me. Um, It is good. I'm going to say before I drink (laughs) it, uh, I recently found out that I have a bunch of allergies. So like any, um, what are they called? Histamines it's feel like wheat. Wheat's going to have a lot of histamines. So if I'm, if my nose gets stuffed up and I start talking about it like this,
0: it's get funky.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know that you're going to have that problem. Okay. Per se. All right. What do you think of that?
2: It's sharp. <laughs> wow. Again, you know, I'm not much of a whiskey guy, but that's definitely
0: Compared to the other two. I would have warned you to sip it. Yeah. yeah. Rather than blast it. I feel like
2: there wasn't that much in there, but I guess there's a little left even too. No, I it wasn't bad. The fact fact that I'm like you know, not asking or didn't take water. Not a huge fan of that one. Are you?
0: This one? Yeah. I like that one. If I could if I could have access to it and drink it every day, I would drink that every day. It's uh, a, a lower proof. It's, what is it, 80 proof?
2: Really? Because it feels like it, like, I'm pretty sure it's 90. Than...
1: Okay, it's 90 proof. But... Yeah, okay. Uh, so, wheat is touted for whiskey as having a, a much lighter finish to it. It's not as caustic, so it's got a, a much lighter mouth feel to it. Um... So
2: I wasn't able to drink a good amount of it <laughs> when I drank it. I think my my complaint was, would just be I don't know. It didn't. <laughs> I'm not a whiskey guy, so I almost feel like maybe I love that's, it. That's the issue.
1: No, it's perfect.
2: It, to to like like if I was to have a um, this would be a good way to describe it when I. If I was to vape something, um, I like having some throat hit uh, and, you know, that, like, mouth-to-lung, like, where it feels, like, kind of burny and full. That's how that felt, Um, but I'm not used to that with alcohol in general. I don't usually like that, but I will say that seemed um, very reasonable. You didn't cough or gag? No, no. (laughs) It wasn't as easy to to down, to drink down as these. Like, I these had a little more fun. Yeah. Flavor. Avalora. This seems like a serious it seemed like very like here you go, motherfucker. Like, that's what it said to my taste buds. What's
1: interesting is that these are very similar in proof. Mm-hmm. So this is 43, that's 45.
2: That had like a fun cartoon explosion. <laughs> um, this one had like a like, you went to a uh, uh pool bar. You know, like a bar with like creepy dudes who play pool. And they're like, You're going to drink this. And it's actually pretty good. But so, that, what you're you saying know, it's like weird science. And they're like,
0: Drink it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. What is it? Drink it.
2: This is more like Harris uh, Bueller's Day Off. And this is like the creepy part of.
1: So. Kyle had to duck out because
2: he's a bitch. Just kidding.
1: He had to go see a... He had to see Johnny Mnemonic with a lady friend oh, at the album. Oh, the
2: movie. He's actually going to see... Okay, so it's been a long time since I've seen that. It's
1: a great movie.
2: Right, and I remember, like, early on making fun of it because it was ridiculous and, yeah. you know, it was... um it was pre adoration. It was pre adoration of, of Keanu Reeves, w- yes. who I've always adored because of he was Bill and like Ted, still
1: being made fun of because Bill and Ted it was basically. a bad
2: mm-hmm. time for him. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this movie's ridiculous. And then a few years later I actually saw it and I was like, this is so stupid. But then the matrix <laughs> comes out and, and, and it was like, okay, he's actually pretty cool. And that movie also was very cheesy. But if you like I remember being like a stoned teenager <laughs> or at least in my late teens and being like and seeing Giant Mnemonic, I was like, this is just like Matrix Light. Mm-hmm. It was like a wannabe Matrix, but it wasn't it was before Matrix. It was a baby step to the Matrix. Right. It was almost like we, we had been led to to the Matrix. We had to have It's a like taste. everyone
1: saw um, Ghost in the Shell and Akira <laughs> yeah. and like we need to make a movie sort of like that but like Americanized.
2: Right we have to like ruin it. so Keanu it. did a first run and did a great job you know for, for him have you ever seen the movie um, The River's Edge? Yes. Great movie like yeah. he is so he's a great actor I think that movie is so funny uh, it's not supposed to be that funny but it is. <laughs> Um, Right, there's so many, so many like, oh hello kitty, there's a kitty
1: here. Yeah. Oh my god, what a
2: friendly cat. Um, podcast cat. Yes. Wow, that's fun. Um, but so that movie, and you got Giant Mnemonic and all these like young little Buddha. Yeah.
1: And uh, oh fuck. Um, there's another one that's based off of Wild Times, a River Phoenix and him. Oh, oh, what uh, is it? I, my own
2: private Idaho. Wow, I need to see that cuz it's been a while. But okay, well, at least the Rivers Edge had um Crispin Glover's characters right. so funny in that. I it boggles my mind. But um but I really feel like that le- he you know, he worked his way into The Matrix the way he worked his way into, uh, what's that movie everybody's obsessed with now? The John Wick shit, you know? It's like people yeah. love Keanu Reeves when he's trying to blow their minds, and he does it. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the point of our conversation, but... It's Keanu Reeves. Does there need to be oh, cause... any other... Cause well, I mean, uh, we're talking about going with a oh, gal pal to yeah. where? Where? Where are they going to see Alamo that? Draft House? Isn't that like uh, Woodbury? How far is that from here? Seventeen miles. Oh, that's not bad at all. It's not terrible. God, it I still was feels it was like two hours. I was like, oh, why no. did they build the, the draft house that far away? Because oh, no. I want to go so bad. It's not.
1: I mean, I guess I'm spoiled. Where like. 17 miles away, <laughs> it's not
2: yeah. not bad at all, but I feel like that's an eternity away. It's too far for me to like really dedicate. I mean, even going to the drive-in or whatever, which isn't that far from me, it seems ridiculous. But yeah. I live right by the Riverview Theater. Oh, nice, yeah. And I love uh, going to just cheap-ass movies there. Fuck yeah. And I also live... Then, like, a few minutes just from try the Trilon, which is... So you've got it made. Yeah. It's, like, micro-cinema who plays ridiculous films, and then, like, the more popular weird films and also, like, stuff that's just come off. The $2 yeah. theater-style thing uh, over at Riverview. So, big fan of all that shit.
1: Very much, for the- those that are listening, uh, Minneapolis culture... Way you engage in cinema and way, you know, like these venues, you get to see things that you don't really get to see in your AMCs mm-hmm. or your kind of other places. And, you know, I will say I really appreciate Alamo because they do those uh, old runs of movies. Like they'll play Bill yeah, and that's Ted. That's really cool. Uh, and, you know, like being able to see, like, you know, Science of Lambs or. Stuff they used
2: to rent, you know, yeah. from Blockbuster, Mr. Movies. We used to have around, and and it'd be like stuff you wish you could see on the big screen. And then yeah. now, suddenly, as an adult, like we can really, yeah, they play some of that stuff. But I, had I, I haven't Hollywood <laughs> Video is yeah, what had. yeah, the old Hollywood Video. <laughs> yeah. uh, what did they? And then they had the game store next. My brother used to work at the the game store half of it was like Mm -hmm. game x i think it was literally something like game x or game no it was game crazy but like it would still be like
1: five days or some some ridiculous limited amount of time that you're able but most of those games like they were really hard because they were so short so you had to be you couldn't sink 70 hours in these things you were
2: Basically. no yeah nowadays i mean and i wasn't a gamer then and i'm not necessarily a gamer now i probably i mean i play some games now but like i was always so bad at video games it was like well what's the point because <laughs> i'm so bad at it but um what a different time though no being it, able y- to absolutely yeah but but that was what was cool um i do feel like uh I would rather go and see some of these movies in the theater, like at Alamo, than having to just rent it and watch it on the small screen. A lot of these movies, like, deserve better. Yeah. And they're movies that I want to revisit, and I won't watch them streaming because I'm like, what? like what's the point? Because it's, it's the kind of movie you need to see, like, yeah. how it was seen originally. Yeah, That's why it's epic, and that's why it's so cool.
1: Well, you know, like and I definitely we've got the Uptown Theater that that does monthly stuff. So like being able to see the Rocky Horror Picture right. Show. Yes. Or, you know, um Blade Runner or some of these other movies
0: that are
2: it's the room. The <laughs> I room. Think I saw My that god, there. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. I saw something real weird. Some Neil Breen. You ever heard of that guy? (laughs) Yes. Neil Breen movie at (laughs) Trilon. And we were like. (laughs) Holy shit. uh, It was like almost unbearable. Like just because everybody knew all the lines. And it was like. I just wanted to see the movie ridiculously up in the big screen. But everybody knew every part of it. So it was like. I felt like I was. I was almost outside of the joke. Yeah, because people were so in on all the jokes, I was like, eh. "Well, it's like
1: seeing the room, like you yeah. know." Yeah, I saw that movie. I'd probably seen that movie a handful of times before I saw it at the big screen. Yes, and it's amazing how it's almost a communal experience.
2: Right, it's become very similar. Like you throw to, spoons at the yeah. screen whenever right. you see the pictures. Like, and people passing
1: out, getting drunk, and doing stupid stuff mm-hmm. in uptown theater. It's, it's an absolutely oh. amazing.
2: I can't blame them for being ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm just like, it It does for me personally, when I go to see a movie like that, because I'm like, this movie is so funny and ridiculous. I can't wait to see it on the big screen. But then everybody is like laughing at every little yeah. joke that, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. and It I'm almost like, becomes like a scripted
1: sip, sitcom at yeah. that point. You know what I mean? Like, you're right everybody's the laugh doing line. the like laugh
2: track it's yeah like,
1: the laugh track like the laugh button pops up and you, like you laugh here yeah because you know this is a ridiculous thing and so you know Ugh. the room has become that way rocky horror picture show has become that that way
2: at least there's like a feel like with rocky horror there's like a history and a passion there that's far different than the um 40 years at least 40 years yeah. i think yeah Uh, And it's a musical with songs that are
1: incredible. I've been able to see, I was able to see the musical last year for Rocky Horror Picture Show.
2: Amazing. It is
1: really, it works really well as a musical, works really well as a, as theatrical production. And it, there's different nuances and different experiences that come with that. And you just go again, if you like Rocky Horror Picture Show, that's the, the caveat is that if you like, if that's your thing, Seeing it (laughs) as a musical, oh my god, the people that did that, that were doing
2: the tour, amazing. Yeah, it's hard to believe, um, Tim (laughs) Curry, Tim Curry's like, uh, well, that movie ruined my career. <laughs> like I can't even imagine. as What being else an were actor. you gonna do? <laughs> but think about it this way: this so good. I don't know. Tim
1: Curry went on to do a lot of other really amazing things. He like,
2: did. He absolutely.
1: Susan was. Sarandon did, went on to do a lot of amazing things. But like,
2: as anyone should from that. It, but I think the way that that movie and and the whole idea was so cutting edge for when it came out. And then the way that it became such a cult thing, I mean, that almost defined cult culture of popular culture as a whole. Like, that yeah. was, like, the first uh, or the biggest, like, I don't know. Something about it was, was just so legendary that yeah. you really can't find any disappointment in it, even if you don't like it that much uh which personally it's not like i'm like oh i can't wait to go see it yeah Uh, i'm not that into the songs yeah (laughs) i'm not really a musical dude except for let's see what is my uh i'm I'm a fan of um earth girls are easy have you ever seen that yeah that's actually a musical bloom yeah watch it it's like wow no i've never
1: seen it that's incredible
2: no it's uh it's ridiculously good and and um is it julie julia the like star uh lady in it it's just like so she's so good and then like julie brown is doing yeah. these musical scenes that's such a cool movie that i'm i'm just like that's one that deserves a little bit of uh attention but not the way uh you know uh rocky horror rocky horror is obviously legendary because of a lot of the taboos which is so cool it's amazing like breaking to me all these when that
1: movie came out like how forward thinking yeah some of those the things that you know being transvestite or yes. kind of like trans movement all right. of these things like 40 years before it was even a even a before we thing,
2: yeah. Before we're like treating people like that with respect, right? Like they're like, we're gonna do make this movie, or we're gonna like. Oh my god!
1: This yeah, my cat is I being know it ridiculous it right be. now. Yeah, you know, I was actually having oh, a, same again. a a similar conversation about RuPaul with my dad actually, sure, sure, which is very interesting. But like RuPaul in the early '90s doing the RuPaul thing, and it like. I, as a kid like i didn't really ever think anything of it like it was yeah. like oh that's a that it makes sense to me
2: yeah my parents the way my parents explained it, it was just like eh. you you didn't some, really some guys like to dress like women right like okay
1: but like in hindsight of all that shit you're like holy fuck Like, in that time frame when he was doing that shit, like, I can't even... It was
2: very groundbreaking, I feel like.
1: And, like, the music... It's like Divine. Like, Divine in the early Mm -hmm. 80s doing, like... Basically, you could thank Divine for really breaking some of what we do in Synthwave culture. And Synthwave kind of stuff. Like, the music that he was doing was, like, so far ahead. And it's kind of incredible to think about, like, some of that stuff, like... I grew up watching John Waters movies. So like I knew who divine was and I didn't really discover like the other stuff he did until much later. But like, you know, thinking about that stuff and like, like, holy shit. Like it all comes from somewhere and all comes from like there's pioneers. People are doing shit. So like, it's really impressive. And, um, you know, it's weird. Like the synth wave thing. i like, like for you, like where it's like something you've already, always been doing meets a timeliness, if you will. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it they finally like coalesced together. Right. It
2: wasn't happening in two thousand eight. <laughs> no.
1: Like no one was about that shit. No. Like it was cute. Um and like I kinda think about like like how did Chromeo do it?
2: Like how did they, because know. you're not that far well, separated
1: they, from them. They
2: had they had a lot of. They know people like I don't know if you know like his uh, Dave One or whatever his brothers like A-Track, who's like, was like known in the hip hop community or some something by. They had like knew the right managers, and right. They knew the right uh, record people. It really helps. I mean, that's what they people always you know. say: the people you know. Um, And and I'm sure that's not to say that their music wasn't like 100%, you know, uh, quality, obviously. Uh, And I I was listening to a thing where Dave One was talking about being in the car touring and going to all the wrong shows, like playing shows to people who are just like, this is stupid, you know. And he's like, but I was doing it with my best friend and like we're, you know, uh, and they got to this point. Um, I think it's, it's a lot of it is just, you know, timing and who, you know, and hopefully, (laughs) uh, I do enough to get the attention of people who are going to like push it that far. Because you play,
1: you've been playing with a variety of people for a long period of time. Yes. Yeah. So you're you know i feel like it's just one of those things where it's like eventually dumb luck
2: yeah i'm has not trying to, to stop anytime soon I, I it's so much fun for me yeah
1: um and regardless... that comes and that comes across in what you're Good. doing live is Good. you're having fun and you know it it's interesting with the last so as i saw you at you know it's, it's a little more as you said cinematic sounding
2: yeah a lot of um, people are doing which i love i mean i'm yeah. really i am in, in my future i would see scoring cinema stuff because i really am interested in that kind of stuff but i would say in terms of when i perform and and my like my ideas of getting out there getting my name out there yeah. it's like i love catchy music that's yeah. like just in your face catchy yeah <laughs> like I do do some moody stuff. I'll do some, you know, heavier stuff or soft, like slower stuff. But I, I love like a good, catchy, funky pop song. Like that's my, my gig. And I think if you do
1: it from a good, a good angle, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for you could be successful and do interesting things. Like one of the things, one of the bands that I think about that's catchy, not funky, but catchy uh, that's picked up because of the retro sound is churches.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: 2011. Yeah.
2: That was like a huge thing. And I think, you know, you got like, uh, I, I think that having a female front front woman is, a really appealing thing yeah. to people. So that helped a lot. And, and having just such cool, um, ridiculous background like the music yeah. to it was just so some of it was like really raw yeah and some of it was just like catchy as fuck yeah and so that made, it makes sense to me
1: it, it caught you know the the first couple of times that they're in minneapolis like i saw them because that that was amazing it seems
2: like that law lo- i mean they kind of lost their thing yeah. i don't know that much about them but didn't the, they separated like doesn't don't they like, No. Okay. They
1: they added shows a drummer.
2: Um, cool. Okay. Um
1: and I don't know I don't know what happened. A people... First album was amazing. I was really into everything up to that point. Uh first album was amazing, The Bones of What You Believe. And then I, the second album was just like I forget what it's called. I've been drinking a lot. So no, I g I don't for, remember for either. People. I I just wasn't that into it. It, like there's a couple of songs on them that really stuck right. out. They still sort of had the retro kind of
2: because when it's you like hear the eight bit stuff, and you yeah. assume like this person gets it. They're like they're into the retro '80s stuff, and then but they then but they, they'll ditch it. They'll they
1: ditch it. they mm-hmm. but then like they kept, I, and I don't know. what like the third album, I just did not give Love Is Dead. I there's always a thing I notice with bands mm-hmm. that happen, and and be it. Um, Metal bands, rock bands, whatever it is, lyrically, what they talk about is very personal to them. They talk about their experiences. But once they get huge, they become preachers. Mm-hmm. And they preach to the crowd. That's
2: a great perspective. Yeah, you're right. You're so
1: right. once once the band crosses that threshold, the group crosses the threshold of talking about personal experiences that are very relatable to everyday people, right? You know, like you know like losing a loved one or failing or whatever it is those particular things that are very relatable to an everyday person to becoming flipped to like i'm the gandhi of synthwave then you're like i fuck you Mm -hmm. like i've just lost all of my interest and all of my respect i'm Um, there with you and i think that's what I, i i like with churches and a lot of other bands like at least with, like, Nine ish Nails, they've kind of... You know, no, Trent oh, has always God. been very consistent to with, like, yeah. he does this thing, that's what it is. I, yeah, Him and David that. Bowie, like, they do their things. <laughs> and that's just what it is. You're on for the ride or you're not. Right. But, but they least, got to that point, you know, in their own way. They're not placating to anybody. Whereas, like, churches... like
2: If only we were so lucky that yeah. we could be, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we had the, like uh platform that those artists yeah but we don't you know no and i think that's what i'm like i struggle with i wouldn't say i actually struggle with it because i enjoy it um i feel like i'm making music that is just so obviously like for pure fun but there's a. I mean it's not that there's not a message like um uh, thirsty being like just making fun of and and laughing at like thirsty dudes and stuff yeah. I mean it's called thirsty for a reason and it's like it's a it's putting humor towards yeah. a serious issue and, and stuff like that um but I'm but I feel like musically I'm not leaving anyone behind yeah I feel like a lot of artists, are worried about like either making m- music that's too poppy or they'll worry about m- making music that's just like, you know, not like B-side enough. We need to make like really artistic music. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to fucking, I'm trying to make a career out of music. Yeah, right. And I feel like the best way is to just like be true to yourself. and Yeah. And fucking have fun with it.
1: Yeah. I think like it's sort of surprising to me with like what you've done that like you haven't ascended faster or further. (laughs) Um, People have said that the
2: whole the whole time, time. and I I mean, I I can't say I don't agree because it's like I wish you know that, that there's been more attention, but. It's been very hard to get attention.
1: I think the problem is you don't look like Adam Levine. Yeah, that could, If that you looked help. like Adam Levine, you, <laughs> you would be a, a, a millionaire right He's now. He's
2: so bad. Have you seen the, like, and I was thinking about this because I love singing. Um, doesn't he have a, is is he the, what's his, like, main song? <sighs> Uh,
1: some Maroon Five bullshit. Like what? Well, I don't fucking know.
2: sugar. I think it's called sh- it's sugar, because my partner's mom loves that song. Yeah, and so I sing. I sing that when I go to the karaoke at their house. But it's like he's so cringy, and like yeah. I don't want to be like that type of person either. Yeah. And I could see that being like where you would lead, you know, a poppy song. It's like well and to be honest i would sell my music uh to get to to get a career i mean i want i want a career in music where i'm just writing music and making music yeah but if i could do it through my own um thing as bad and rad that would be fucking awesome that would be ideal
1: and i feel like you know with what you're doing unfortunately and i hate to say it but it's like hindsight for you works in your favor you've been doing it for so and what's frightening to me is to hear how long you've been doing what you've been doing mm-hmm. like here when thirsty came out sure, and the fact yeah. that like, like i hear a while it, i hear it now and i'm like this is a fucking hot jam like this is a thing that makes sense in a contemporary what's going yeah. on like, right There's no
2: reason it couldn't just fucking come out now and yeah are like, wow. and, <laughs> and, and like fun.
1: You know, like Levine, like he's got a interesting voice, but he's very pretty.
2: Yes. Oh, he's a he's a gorgeous guy, and his voice is amazing. If uh, I when I try to hit his high notes, that takes a lot of talent. But
1: your time. voice,
2: you have a very great singing voice. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like I only they started a- recording that recently in recent years. So I'm, I'm not, and that's, like, it's impressive. A lifelong singer or anything, right? And for you, and for that,
1: it was like. Obviously, and that's the very disheartening thing about, you know, for people that are getting into into this. And, and that's a reoccurring theme of anyone that I've talked to, people that I've been able to interact with, is it doesn't matter how talented you are. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> pure talent, unless it's, like, so astronomically
2: clear and con Adele. If, yeah, if you're, like, Prince... Like we could take up Amy a, a Winehouse, he's got like dance. Like he's a weird-looking, good-looking guy. He was tiny, a, a, an incredible genius with music, but he could dance too. You know the way he would move it. I I mean, you couldn't relate to him as a person in any sort no, of way because he's an, he's a fucking alien. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was... and so so yeah. No, I totally know what you mean. Uh, uh it, it's, I mean. I just keep making music. <laughs> that's what all I can eventually, really do, and, and that's all you could do, as you
1: said. Is you just keep making music, and eventually, and I feel like the time is right for bad and rad, as far as like
2: that's true too. Like the the reception isn't so unfamiliar now. It's not that people didn't like it all the entire time. It's just that people are actively now seeking out music like what yeah. I'm making. And that's why I need to start putting out more music yeah. and, and just getting more attention from uh, all the various people who, like, put this stuff out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, like I said, I kind of suck at that. And now I'm working with somebody who is good at that. Better at and it, yeah. <laughs> so I think things will be uh, a little bit smoother, hopefully.
1: In, yeah. And I music. hope that for you as well, because it's so clear. And especially, like, you know, the synth wave thing at least in my direct exposure, there seems to be very like specific camps. Like, yeah. there's the cinematic sound. And then there's like...
2: Like, the, no vocals. You're not allowed to have vocals. Or like, dark wave. Yeah.
1: Like, more towards the darker like, sort of... Right. And I think there's a lot of room for what you're doing as far as... For that to grow and be successful. And again, like, because you take aspects of what people can... Articulate, which is like Chromeo and uh, daft punk would, would be great, a great way to do it, but then like have more vocals and more fun. I would say that music yeah. is a lot more fun, There's,
2: but not like I think we like need that in yeah. today's society I'd really like totally understand the seriousness that everybody has right now. But, um, I think something that music brings to people is release. Yeah. Or relief. And a lot of times that comes from forgetting what's going on and, and just like enjoying yeah. music for what it is uh, while you're listening to it and while you're dancing to it. And I really like that is my main goal at this point. I don't feel I'm not like oh, I need to make a political statement or anything Why? like that. I'm just like I want to just make something catchy that people like that I can play live, and everybody's having a good time. It really is my bottom line, and it's not to say that I don't want to do anything else, but I just feel like people need that right now. Yeah. It is not a fun time to be (laughs) involved in any... Anything. Any, literally.
1: (laughs) Anything. And that's what I, you know, like, and I like to continue to see you in contrasting environments where, you know, like again you have cinematic or you whatever it is like right it is a nice breath of fresh air and people respond to it that's the crazy thing it doesn't matter like people could come for one particular artist or whatever it is but you get response you get reaction no matter where you go and and that's kind of strange thing for me where i'm like how does that not translate to larger I, i don't get it things i mean
2: I don't know. I feel like it's just like the right, you know, you need the like right person who comes along that's like, uh, that says, oh, well, let me just like t- talk to this person about it. <laughs> Suddenly you're on, you know, Capitol Records. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about all that. I've just always been like, I need just to make really good music. And then people, when they hear it, they say yeah holy shit that's really good music and then they spread that on but that's almost like a it's it's a false like uh it's
1: not true at all
2: no it doesn't work like that like in the movies in the 80s movies you got a song and suddenly it's on the radio and you're like my song's on the radio doesn't happen at (laughs) all unfortunately that is not not how it happens and it's been, I mean, I've gotten on, you know, the current. I've gotten in the first av- half of the best new bands and stuff. Uh, but it doesn't, we're on kind of an island musically. Yeah. In the middle of the Midwest. And it's like, you got uh, West Coast, which yeah. would love Badner. I really feel yeah. like the West Coast would be like, this guy's like it. a California. They would indie, get it, yeah. Uh, East Coast. To be honest, people would like it, but it's not where I would go to, like, yeah. spread my music around. That would be ridiculous. They'd be, like, palm trees. I, I
1: feel like that not be the place for Bad Rad.
2: <laughs> it just isn't.
1: L.A. Yeah. San Diego. San Francisco. Oh, it'd be amazing. Those kinds of places. i on the
2: Strip or something, and people would be like, oh, this is, like, California music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, that's kind of my dream. But it, it's been harder to make happen than you'd ever yeah. believe uh, as much so, as I've tried.
1: Is it because you've you've mostly stuck to, like, you know, being here in, in the metro area and not...
2: It's, it's like, I got to, like, survive and make money. Uh, the idea of going to California and uh, trying to become a dog walker that makes enough money to also make music, have the time to make yeah. music cuz like right now as a dog walker in Minneapolis, I haven't enough time, but also with like energy and like some health issues yeah. and stuff, it's it's not 100% easy, you know. Yeah. So uh, as much as i would and with my i have a partner that i've been with for like yeah. t- 14 years so well, we're like yeah a we've bit been together splitting up anytime soon so it's like we make decisions together we have three dogs yeah <laughs> like we have a little family so there's, it's there's no just like up and going to la even though i have friends yeah. that were that live in la that could help yeah but i don't know that they could really like make it worth you basically
1: you know know people that make it less lonely yeah (laughs) like you go you have something go go out there go go out there there and know somebody but they're not gonna help you but is it really gonna
2: result in anything yeah uh, it wouldn't currently be worth doing and also like i mean I'm all about, like, just, like, I would make a song for a commercial and just do, or a song for a pop artist. Yeah. Like, I would love to do that. That's almost more what I, like, want to do as a, like, career. Yeah. So that's, and I have friends who are kind of working in that sector. Yeah. They're not, like, you know, it's not like we're, like, oh, every time we make a song, it's going to get royalties but that's where we're working in some spec work right because because that, eventually maybe it'll pay off you know, it's just an income you too fucking uh the rembrandts making the theme for friends friends yeah and they're just like millionaires the rest of their lives and now it's coming on netflix
1: shit they're gonna make right. so much money. They're I done. love it. It's over. They, yeah, they're uh, good.
2: They're, they deserve every penny for making that goddamn song.
1: But the thing is, they didn't themselves write that song at all.
2: Sure, somebody else wrote. Someone it. else wrote the song, and then they I did the they song. Just wrote it. No. Oh my god, that's so no. I remember
1: I, I read a thing. Uh, wow. The the, the person oh, who wrote it. the song with them just died actually I did hear that yeah. yeah no you're right she wrote the song they performed it so
2: hopefully she got the most royalties.
1: yeah well if you're the songwriter hopefully Yeah, that's supposed to be but like good for her like you know that's awesome that is like a song that you can't escape
2: no especially with those claps <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like unforgettable.
1: holy shit yeah is it you know And that's the thing. That's a real thing that you like weigh, And a lot of people that I know that are in the similar kind of thing, it's like, do you make, do you do the thing that like gets you the one thing that like pays for your life that pays for like, do you struggle? Like what's the, what's the balance of of things? And and it's a really difficult place to be in. And you know, like
2: I've definitely been in the like, just like, why am I doing this? And this is so dumb. And, there was like period, very difficult period where um, I had a burst appendix. Jesus. And I was just like afterwards, could hardly move. Yeah. And for yeah. like a couple of months, I was like just, obviously I wasn't making music. I wasn't doing anything, but I, by the end of it, just like couldn't reconnect with my like creative self. Yeah. For a really long time. And that was, like, a huge... It was, like, a huge kind of relearning curve, but also unlearning curve, which was great. By the end of it, uh, I don't know. There was, like, bouts with, like, alcoholism. There's, like, uh, just the physical aspects. But I, I think now... Uh, I'm doing I can sit down sober and make music and yeah. that's been a long time since I've been able to do that since before the burst appendix but that like all of the nonsense and the shitty shit that happened for, for that whole section of my life really like kind of eventually resulted in me feeling re-inspired to not just think about it like uh you know i'm 35 i can't ever make it in music it's like i never like I, I i look back and i even have a little like sheet from when i was like 18 or 17 in senior year and it was like where do you see yourself when you're 40 it was like just like uh writing music for commercials and having fun playing shows and i'm like yeah. that's what i'm doing yeah I did a fucking uh, Pon America commercial <laughs> yes. uh, in recent times, maybe oh, a couple years amazing. ago. But I was like, "That's so funny." Uh, that's you know, that's my goal. Is is as long as I'm making a career out of music, because I know if I stop making music, I get depressed and I don't care about life. And and as long as I'm making music, I'm like. Well, I got to make this fucking song. And and I care about everything. There's no emptiness when I'm working on music. So that's like where I find the inspiration, even though I haven't gotten to be, you know, on the late show with Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. whatever. Whoever the host is. What do people even do? I don't know. That's uh, one of those. It's one of those. I've played with like some bands that have you know gone on to that and like well yeah i mean that makes perfect sense they're like indie bands and i'm making weird 80s funk yeah you know? it's it can be disappointing but it's pro- honestly it's so rewarding every time i go to show and there's people like you who are like that was fucking killer i'm like yeah okay wait a minute so people yeah. do get it oh they yeah absolutely it. and i didn't have to doubt myself so i'm i'm and, and the fact that I'm here, I'm yeah. so happy that somebody was like has a podcast, and they're like, this guy's got to be on the podcast. Yeah. It means a lot. I well, love it. You well, know, it,
1: it. you know, for, like, Kyle and myself, and I could I speak for I know, for him in that regard. I The
2: fucker. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: But, you know, it, it's crazy to me, like, as far as, like, polish and far as, like, you know, like, what you do, it's like, how is this not a, already a thing? Like, I don't understand... And I'm, and I feel like I have a pretty good ear for things. Like I could, I could hear something and go, this band is going to be big and people will be skeptical. And I've, again, system of down, I was a preacher of system of down first album, sugar came out. I'm like, they're a huge, they're going to be a huge band. They're going to be a, Man, a band that takes and over stop. and everyone's like, no, you're full of shit. That's a dumb song. <laughs> sugar is the worst song. And I'm like, listen. In two years, right. this band yeah, is going to blow up I don't give a shit. And, and sure then they sh-
2: got meme credit, too, and it just, like, became... Yeah. A- again. Like, they didn't... It hasn't stopped.
1: No. And so, and there's some other bands that I predicted that I won't admit to that I know that I knew that they're going to be big, but I knew that they're going to be big. Disturbed being one. Like, well, as soon as I heard that first single, I'm like... Right, this band is gonna, nice. be it's huge... gonna be huge
2: fucking song, and it's gonna go everywhere.
1: This song might not do it, but what I hear is the elements of the talent, if you want to call it that, depending on your point of oh, view. I would
2: call, I mean, you know, as, as much as you but, dislike something, it might still be very talent worthy. Mm-hmm. So mean I knew they use all their talent, but yeah. it's like not everyone's doing that. Yeah, it's here
1: my but point being is like you know hearing a song like thirsty or, or bad girls that you know those things that they cut so clearly so concisely over a lot of other noise that's going on <laughs> uh it's a little surprising and so i hope and everyone knows you like again like you know, you can, I, I think everyone are in the met, you know, the Twin Cities area, like they know Bad and Rad. It's not like a.
2: Yeah, no, it seems like it. Uh, or at least I'll be like, oh yeah, I make music, and people will be like, well, what's your thing? And I'm like, oh, well, I go by Bad and Rad. They'll be like, oh shit, you're oh, that I've guy? I've Heard of you? Yeah, I've heard oh. of you. You're a and guy. Then, and then it's like, he, I saw you at uh, Surly at the Surly Brewery. You know, playing a show, and it's like. Yeah, what know, did you do with that information? What did you know? Like, <laughs> did you tell your friends? <laughs> like, right. What are we? It's an interesting. Why am I still here? <laughs> I would do anything. I I love Minnesota, and Minneapolis, but man, I would do anything to be in LA, uh, trying to run a career there. But it, I just can't seem to. Um,
1: and I think honestly, it'd be worse. Yeah, it'd be expensive. Worse, expensive. And I love ABU and 5,000 other bands. Right. 5,000 exactly. other people. And that's
2: so true. Um, like, you can't deny that. And then I'm also older than probably most of them. And then, you know, I'm trying to have a day job to pay rent. Yeah. I'm working with dogs. And I love working with dogs. So, like, it's been really nice in Minnesota. Even though it's winter, maybe it sucks, but. Yeah. It's a good job. Yeah. And, like, who knows if I could get that job in California? What are they doing? I don't fucking know. No. It sounds like you
1: need a good PR person. Is really a good your, PR person. That that's your exactly problem. what I need. You are missing I've been someone saying that, that for a is long your long advocate long that knows the people. Someone and that's, who's
2: just like, oh, I love Bad Red. You wouldn't believe this. Check this song. Out. And then everybody's like, why is this guy so excited? And then they hear the song. I'm like, oh, that's why this guy's so excited. He's I get like, it. Hashtag
1: Prince Minneapolis sound band rad. Yeah, I just and then people old... understand the correlation <laughs> there. True, 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 true. And that's it. Simple as that. um Well, I don't have anything else. I really appreciate you coming on. It's uh you know, getting... I had a blast, Kyle. but you know. obviously we've had a few misfires trying to get you on scheduling wise and that kind of thing and and
2: oh hardly you know i mean hardly
1: here we are here we are so really i think you're coming on this is eric
2: this is a bad and
1: mad bad